Hi everyone, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in the following podcast belong solely to the host and its contributors. They are not necessarily the views of our employers, organizations, committees, or other group or individual. I'm David Campbell. And I'm Joseph Whitney. This is Brewing with BIM. Where we talk about construction processes, technology, BIM, and beer. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Bring with Bam. I'm Joe Whitney, and with me, as always, is Dave Campbell. What's up, Dave? Hey, not much, Joe. Thanks again for having me, as always. Oh, man, no problem, no problem. Well, hey, look, we're about to jump into this. Before I do, what are you drinking? Oh, dude, I'm pretty excited tonight. Um, I had a pretty good lineup that I was looking for at the store, um, and, and today I have one of my favorite breweries, so I decided to go with Rogue again. And uh, for today, I have the Combat Wombat. Now, dude, I'm telling you, it made it so hard this week to pick a beer. Now, this one is a sour Northeast-style hazy Indiana pale ale brewed with Australian hops, blood orange, and grapefruit, right? That right there had me pretty sold. But then when I'm looking at the uh, the can itself... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't resist. Like, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, nine times out of 10, I'm looking at the labels, right? I mean, I know what kind of beer I'm interested in, but I'm looking at these labels. I'm looking at creative names, creative kind of like designs on the can itself. The more creative you get, the more you're going to sell me for drinking this beer. Like, I, I tell you what, and this one just, uh, it had me all in with a uh, Kung Fu Wombat slicing through some, some blood oranges and grapefruit. Yeah, um, it looks pretty pretty cool, man. Yeah, I'm I'm a sucker for the cans. It's actually how I discovered that uh, Collective Arts jam uh, uh, up the mash uh, a few weeks back. But um, yeah, like you, you know what you're looking for for a beer. Like you know what flavors you want, what the profile is. So you know if I've got six different ones in front of me, I haven't tried you know five of them. Which one's got the cooler label, you know? Which, one, yes. which one's speaking to me? I, I yes. Yep, yep, yep. My thought process is, you know, the more effort they put into the label, I think that they would at least reciprocate that with their beer, right? They're going to put some good effort into their beer, too. Yeah, yeah. Now, well, I mean, if they're spending the extra quiche and the extra time to, to get their, uh, you know, can looking good, hopefully it resonates inside the beer as well. Oh, I agree. I agree. Now, well, sometimes I'm not going to lie. We've all been misled by uh, descriptions, right? We're thinking, oh, man, this beer is going to taste amazing. And then you get to drink it and you're like, whoo, this is not at all what I expected. <laughs> I, I recall an episode we did where you had a pumpkin ale. Yeah, yeah, that one was not awesome. It was that. And then there, I did a... Uh, a super fruit beer, a super fruit Hefeweizen. I was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. Look at all these different types of berries. No, this tastes like poop in a can. <laughs> I'm sorry. Every other beer from them, I, I love it. But man, that one is not for me. I am not a, a super Weizen. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, <laughs> I like berries. I like half. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I imagine it's probably just really disgusting. <laughs> over over the top on one side of that. 
Um, well, I am, uh, you know, still chugging away on this homebrew. Got my, oh. uh, this time, I, instead of, you know, having to run to the refrigerator, I brought a little growler down. And I'm a red solo cup in it because beer out of a keg. I don't know if it's the the chemical nature of the plastic just tastes better out of a solo cup. <laughs> nothing to nothing to uh, argue against there. I think when I go to keggers, it's always like the best uh, best kegger when you find the red solo cups up. You're ready to go. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I love when people try to get fancy with the blue ones or the yellow ones. I'm like. Just, you know. <laughs> Come on, give me the red one, gosh. Give me the red one. <laughs> it took me forever. I was, uh, gosh, I don't know how old I was when I finally learned that the lines inside were for measuring. I'm right, like, they, oh, there are? They're, yes, there are, so, there are lines on the inside of the cup for measuring. I'm like, that is amazing. <laughs> I, I had no idea. Well, mine's got like some kind of wavy swirl going on right now. I don't know if this one yeah, is. Yeah, but... I guess there's like a line at the bottom for like a shot. Um, I don't remember. I think the, the, there's a line towards the middle or towards the top. Well, these aren't solo cups. There's a, a off-brand. Oh, off-brand. Ah, you ah, know, so. hey, man, it, it makes it's it's all. So I don't think the lines are are legit. <laughs> Got to have the measuring lines to be a true alcoholic. Oh. <laughs> I'll be honest, man. I haven't had a uh, chance to actually get down on beer in quite a while. I was uh, visiting the family, uh, wife's family up in upstate New York. And while we were up there, you know, I had a few Coronas, you know, just hanging yeah. out. But um, you know, we were hanging out with family. Didn't, didn't get to do much uh, drinking. Um, and then uh, I think this might be my second beer since uh, I've been back, man. Like, Oh, yeah? Yeah. Just uh, busy, dude. I told you yeah. about this. This kitchen remodel, which I'm anxious to see, share some pictures with everybody of. I mean, like complete gut, like yep. new floor, new you know, new cabinets, new new everything. I just uh, I've been I've been on this man. I've just been dedicated. I'm a project guy. Yep. I've got I've got to like I've got to have something that's always next in the queue to motivate me to to like just keep going to like just keep finishing whatever I'm doing. I, there's got to yep. be some tasks, some, some, some challenge, something, I that don't know. goal you're going yeah. for, that goal, yeah, yeah, I like that, you're goal-oriented. That's yeah, great, yeah, dude. and yeah. I think that, that goal-orientedness actually plays into what we're going to talk about today, man. We're going to talk about the Better You, Better Bim, and for those of you guys that are listening, like, oh, they've done that. Uh, part deuce. This is part deuce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, uh, you know, who thought COVID would be happening Five, six months later. We did Gosh, dude, no. We did not think that at all. We were like, oh, three months in, man. Three months. It'll just be a three-month thing. And, um, you know, use these three months, you know, brush up on your, your you know, your yeah. knowledge of BIM, brush up on your, uh, you know, tools that are out there, you know, figure something out, dedicate, add some structure to your life, add some, you know, cool work-life balance, figure it out, right? Yeah. You know, use this time working from home to, to get better at something and do something. And uh, here we are six months later, you know, five, six months later, and uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys have uh, ran out of things to, to Google, so. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's why we're here. We want to chat about uh, some, some cool things to take a look at. Um, and, you know, it doesn't always have to be BIM related. You know, let's chat about fun projects to tackle and 
and things just to keep going. You know, hey, learn yep. guitar, learn, you know, learn a new hobby, do something. Um, yep. Keep keep your sanity. You know, uh, I, I, I've, I think I've said this before, but when I was younger, I had a, an older gentleman named Jim and uh, he just he gave me this inspiration. He told me that um, was it Jim every Beam? day. Oh, Jim Beam. That's, he, he gives me inspiration every almost every day. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, give me gives me really good inspiration every once in a while. Um, Jim told me that every day you should strive to learn something new. Because the day that you stop learning is the day that you fall behind. But, you know, and that's that's kind of been my motivation for a while. But I had to really sit back and think about it the other day. Like, you know, I keep trying to concentrate on learning new things for my job, learning new things here, trying to make myself better in that sense. When in all reality, you learning something doesn't have to be something big. Right. It could be even the littlest, the smallest things, the smallest details, whether you learn something new about yourself, you learn a different process, a different workflow or, you know, really anything. It's just striving to keep learning in general. Don't restrict yourself. Keep yourself like open to learning new things. And and I, I it's funny, but uh, getting back to my uh, hippie self here, be open, right? Open to the flow. Go with the flow, man. And if you feel something and it's cool like go down don't be afraid to take that road and and learn something new don't don't be afraid to to take that kind of detour take that tangent right (laughs) and take that tangent and see where it goes and i mean at the end of the day all you do is you spend some time right it's never wasted time is never really wasted it's you're spending that time and and whether you came out with the results that you you expected or not you're still learning and you're still moving forward. Yeah, I, I think I want to add to that. Like uh, always, always learning, right? I mean, you always want to keep, you know, finding new information and, and how to apply it. But uh, hitting on that note where you said learning doesn't have to be huge, could be the small things. Well, um, for me, like some things that I've been thinking about, especially your treks lately, you know, thinking about like, you're not necessarily, are you, I don't know necessarily if you're learning, but you're engaging, you're, you're, you're doing something outside of your norm. You're, you're putting yourself in an environment that, that, um, there's some hard work that has to go to it. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, I don't know if you were, you know, it could be said that you always learn from hard work or not, but, but just like, you know, pushing yourself. I think that's what it really is like pushing yourself, whether it's through knowledge or through physically. And the reason why I bring this up is, Man, you've been like bear hunting recently. You've been out hiking. Like you guys were out of there. You know, we, we did this episode last week with uh, our buddy Rob Gadbaugh, and uh, we had a tremendous episode. Uh, you know, Rob had this great view of his uh, his you know backyard, and you had this yep. great view from the mountains. So um, I'm sitting there, and I'm very envious um, of, of your guys' surroundings. Um, but you know, the whole time it's like, well, you're not really learning, but dude, like that's that's you you're putting yourself. And, and, and an environment that's worthwhile. So like just getting out of sight of your norm, getting out of your damn house, getting away from your computer, you know, pushing your kids to go do something like doesn't have to be necessarily learning, but just try something new or, oh, yeah. or, or try something adventurous, man. Adventurous. Yeah. Yeah. Just get out, experience life from a different angle. That's really all it is. It's just experiencing things and making memories, right? Cause at the end of the day, that's what really counts. Those memories that you have now, dude, Speaking of learning, though, um, I'm pretty excited. Like, 
you know, I've been taking my kids out quite a bit into the woods. You know, we try to go camping. I, I try to take them to different portions of Oregon to kind of learn where we live, where we're living now and where we can go, what we can see. And uh, just yesterday, I actually ordered a uh, mushrooms of the Pacific Northwest and foraging in the Pacific Northwest. So I can start learning or teaching my kids and also learning myself how to identify different mushrooms and foraging like plants and berries and things like that that we can and cannot eat in the in the woods up here in the, on the mountain. That is so I'm very envious of that. I so I was Boy Scout, never made it to Eagle, but you know, that's that was one of my favorite things just going out. Actually, I take the back. It was not one of my favorite things. When I was a kid, I didn't care about any of that shit. I was just like, ah, oh, I don't I don't want anything to do with this. But I'll tell you what, you know, looking back, you know, later on, I'm like, oh man, what what is that? I wish I remembered what that was. What's that? You know, like that plant. <laughs> Um, but you know, later on in life, you know, I went to college, all that stuff. Um, it was a geography major, GIS, all that fun stuff in there. You know, they're teaching us about land and land conservation. We read this book called Omnivore's Dilemma by, I believe, Michael Pollan, if I'm not, not mistaken. It is actually, I have that book downstairs on uh, my desk. It's a great book. So the last chapter of the book, um, the last, I think it's broken in thirds. So there's uh, first part, second part, and the third part, the third part of the book it's about him um, hunting and foraging and all that stuff. And it was just such a romantic notion about, uh, you know, killing your own animal, foraging for your own mushrooms, like just so beautiful. So when we moved to the Northwest, I had this whole idea that I was going to do this. And then uh, you settle into work. I had a four month old kid. Shit just, I, I never, I always had excuses and I never put forth the effort, but it sounds like you're, you're on the right track, man. Trying to be dude, you know, I, I feel like I want that connection. I want to um, be able to provide, but to give back at the same time, you know, and it's funny. I had this talk with Ivory and, and Gabriel, like my two oldest, like I, I'm going hunting and they asked me if I'm going to kill an animal and if I want, if I like enjoy it. And I had to be honest, like, I'm like, no, I don't really enjoy taking an animal's life. Like not in that sense. No, Yeah. I enjoy the thought of harvesting the meat, like producing or providing, I'm sorry, for my family, like providing. Now I'm, I'm using what's given to me off the land though. I'm not taking it from a factory. This meat hasn't been processed. I know exactly where it's coming from. I know what it eats and being able to harvest this and provide that sustenance to my family gives me a feeling of, um, oh gosh, I don't know, like, um, just, I don't know, importance. I don't know what exactly it is. It just makes me feel good to go out, you know, whether it's fishing or it's foraging or it's hunting, like connecting back to the land, you know, thanking the animal, like literally I, I, it's funny, but I went through this whole Buddhist phase for a while. And, um, just thinking about, I, I, I thank every animal that I go to harvest. Like if I go to, if I kill an animal, it's not, I, I don't kill for fun. I don't, I don't do that. I will not take an animal's life yeah. just because that, that to me is a waste, but as long as I'm going to harvest that meat, I will go up. Thank you for what you've given to me and my family. Right. And thank you for the sacrifice that you made to provide sustenance for me and my family. And it's dude. I mean, I, the, the connection that I feel when that happens and when I, again, when I can provide for my family, like it just makes me feel good. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, I don't think anybody, unless you're, you know, psychotic, uh, enjoys actually <laughs> taking the life of something. It's been a yeah. few years since I've hunted. Uh, like I said, I had this whole notion of going up to the Northwest and hunting and foraging. But before that, in Texas, I was bow hunting all the time. Um, you know, 
taking that shot and it lining up perfectly and it's a clean kill, like you're like, oh, yeah, that's so awesome. But at the same time, you're conflicted because you're like, I, I literally just killed something. Like something just yep. died. Um, but, you know, as you eat that meat, as you, you know, use that meat, provide it for your family, for your friends, people partake of it. You, I don't know. There's a, there's, there's, there's pride that goes into it. Like there's a lot that goes to it. It's like, I, I did something, you know, that, that, you know, most people don't do. I didn't go yep. to the freaking, you know, you know, go get a 99 cent hamburger from the store, from McDonald's yeah. or whatever. And, uh, you know, wolf that down. No, I, I killed something that was clean and pure. Yeah. And, um, yeah, well, you think awesome. about the work, the time, the effort that goes into getting ready for that, like the scouting that you have to do, the walking that you have to do. You're not ever I mean, I'm not going to say you're not ever because, yes, there are times you literally get on a trail and you see an animal on the trail or on the road in front of you. And you're like, oh, hot dog. But most of the time it's not right. You're walking yeah. through the woods. You spend countless days walking miles and miles and you don't see an animal or you'll see sign, you know, stuff like that. Um, or, you know, when that hard work and effort pays, like you literally find an animal, you make a good shot. It doesn't have to suffer. You know, it goes down. Everything's cool. You provide that meat and sustenance. It's it's yeah, dude, it, it's a great feeling. And it, 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 as I said, it kind of just pays that return of investment there. You, that, that feeling that you get of accomplishing what you were really trying for. And then again, not, I, you know, the, if I think about it, an elk in my freezer is going to save me so many trips to the grocery store. It's ridiculous. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> that, and that's a little bit lazy, right, for me. But it, it's also at the same time, I'm like, work smarter, not harder. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, like, well killing, killing an elk, you know, so you get two elk a year or an elk a year. Um, Think about how much you spend feeding. You got four kids. I mean, come on, man. Like, <laughs> it adds up. Oh, yeah. yeah, dude. Trust me. It adds yeah. up. Oh, yeah. 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 Man, uh, it's funny you bring up the whole trip to the, the store thing. I feel like I've been to the store, I don't know, like, not just grocery stores, like, um, any store. Like, it doesn't matter. I've probably been to the store. Like, I've had to, like, go to the store about three times a day, it seems like. <laughs> yeah. Um, and most of it's because of the home remodel project, but, but it's like, oh, I need to go get this. Oh, I need to go get this. Oh, we don't have this. Oh, we need more avocados. Oh, it's like, oh my yep. God. Like, <laughs> I need this just... for this recipe. Oh, I'm an, I need this for that. Oh crap. We ran out of garlic bread. It's little things here and there. Yep. Oh, oh man. Uh, I don't, I don't know if it's the whole COVID everybody's home, everybody. I don't know what it is, but I feel like I'm going to the store a lot more. Maybe I'm just sick of being home and I need to, need to, <laughs> get, a, to get out. Yeah, yeah. Get an escape a little bit. No, nah, dude. One of the things I've been really taking, um, a, a, a kind of grip with during COVID is gardening. Um, you know, and this is kind of something that you can also tie into it, like find hobbies, right. That you guys can tie into, to distract yourself. I mean, honestly, COVID times can be a little depressing, right? You're stuck in your house. You can't go do a lot of the things you want to do. Can't go see a lot of your friends. And and even when you get out, you have to wear a mask and most things are just weird. If you can yeah. find things to do in your house or around when you're not, um, not working. See, guys, this is honestly, I, I mean, we're going to go back into BIM here in a second, but of course we love the tangents. Um, but we, we've, we've been home for five months, guys. <laughs> yes. Take a breath, break from BIM. At yes. some point and focus on you. Exactly, yeah. dude. Exactly. Focus on you. See 
what else that you can um, accomplish outside of work? What makes you happy? For me, you know, I've been hunting, I've been hiking, but also growing things like providing. I found that for me personally, providing is, it just makes me feel good. It makes me happy to be able to learn more about these plants. I got my big garden back here. I got a bunch of containers out here of just different things that I've been growing, tomatoes, peppers, eggplant, zucchini, squash, watermelon, garlic, you name it, dude, rosemary, lavender. I've got it out here. I've been harvesting my own lettuce for like a few months now. Um, it's been awesome. The thing just keeps getting taller and taller. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll flip the top and it just comes kind of comes back down and gives me more lettuce. Like, all right. Um, it's, it's awesome. just been, it is dude. It's been great. And you know, honestly, any hobby that you guys can pick up just is going to, I, I'd say now don't overwhelm yourselves. Obviously you can get very easily overwhelmed with all your hobbies. I have a lot of them. Right. But <laughs> I, I'd say, pick and choose your hobbies, figure out again, what feels good. Go, go with the flow. If you want to, you know, get into, let's say brewing, brewing is a great hobby. Get into it, you know, dive into it. If you love beer, check it out, right? Get into, get into distilling. If you really get into it, you could get into home brewing for like 30 bucks. Like your setup, your initial setup could only cost you 30 bucks. I can, yep. I, I can give you links. I can show you how to do this. Uh, get into home brewing. It'd be very easy for you, for anybody that wanted to start. My setup, a lot more than thirty bucks, but <laughs> I've got all a lot of ease of use things with quick disconnects and pumps and yeah, all that stuff and kegs. Anybody out there that likes to cook, I guarantee you're gonna like brewing beer. Yeah, guarantee it. Well, it's just recipes. Well, that's another thing. So uh, you were talking about gardening earlier. Before I jump into cooking, you were talking about gardening. Um, your your philosophy on gardening is you know pretty pretty awesome like keeping it simple um you said you know keep it simple don't overwhelm yourself with your hobbies um i continually talk myself out of gardening i'm like oh my god i have to do this and i have to get this and i have to get this i really want to start gardening i haven't i have never had a successful garden i am a 36 year old grown man oh, and no. i have never grown a damn thing that's lived like it just yeah. other than my kids thank god but uh, <laughs> one, the oldest is seven. Let's see how far she makes it. But um, <laughs> but but uh, you know like you know take a step back and actually like just dumb it down. All right, well what do I need? You know I need you know sun. I need any dirt. And I need some seeds and water obviously. But you know, figure that out. Start there and then uh, and then continually grow and expand on it. Like oh okay well maybe this will do better over there next time or it doesn't have to be perfect the first time. Just fucking do it right. Uh, pardon my French guys, yeah. but uh, um, yeah I mean that's pretty much the bottom line. Oh anyways getting back to cooking though. Uh, I was a cook for I don't know seven years from like my teens through you know my mid twenties. Uh, where I got, you know, in the end, I got to work uh, at a really awesome catering company and cook for phenomenal people. Um, like, I cooked for Lewis Milano. I cooked for George W. Bush. The dude was licking the freaking plate at the end of the night, said this is better than the mansion at Turtle Creek. Like, this is phenomenal food. Like, getting, you know, Vincente Fox, former president of Mexico. Like, I've cooked for all these people, and I just want to say the stuff that they eat, it's basic shit. It's like, yeah. you know, take some time, you know, Google some recipes, um, you know, put some dedication, figure out what you like. Same thing with brewing beer, figure out what flavors you like and yeah. uh, just just pick a day, pick a pick a day 
to at least start. That's it. Just start. Yeah. It's like it's like exercising to me, man. Like starting a new hobby is like, ah, oh, I really want to do this. But then I'm like, you know, start looking at exercising. Like, oh, I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. Oh, shit. That looks like a lot of work. And then I talk yeah. myself out of it, man. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's funny. Is that's That's me, too. But um adrian will say my wife will say i'm just so um how do you say it you i just go and i do things right i i'm spontaneous i'm spontaneous and i'm like no that's the way i have to be so i can get things done because if i don't i overthink it and i don't know if i really want to get into it like with brewing man just do it just go and do it just try it if you if you mess up oh well you messed up and i mean it's like 20 30 bucks cool that sucks. But at the same time, you learn, you're learning something. Right. And I guarantee you, you're not going to hate every portion of it. You're not, you're going to have things that you really like, and you're going to have things that, man, that kind of sucked. And that's perfect. That's how everything's going to be. Right. It's up to you to take a look at that at the end of that process and say, what can I do better? What can we do better next, next time I want to do this again? You know, how can I avoid the moments of suck or, you know what? Do I just embrace the suck? It's just going to suck. And well, let's embrace it. And we get through it and we get to make what makes us really feel good after that, even with exercising. Isn't that embrace the military the model? Embrace the suck, man. <laughs> it is, dude. Yes, it is. Embrace the suck. It, and you just you, you squeeze it, you hold it tight and you're like, all right, let's get through things. <laughs> I, that's kind of like your first, you know, tying everything back into bin. That's kind of like your first uh, Revit project. You know, you came from AutoCAD, you were proficient, you're doing your first project in reps. Like, oh, this sucks. This isn't the way AutoCAD works. Oh, I hate that. Just embrace the suck. Just get through it. I have a buddy of mine who's, uh, I'm, I've been teaching Revit for, I don't know, the better part of like two years, just off and on, like sending him tips and tricks, like helping him out. And, and I'm no wizard at Revit, dude. I barely touch the program. Uh, but but I, I know enough to be dangerous, right? And um uh, I'm showing him some stuff and uh, he's trying to design a pool. Like he got his first job, um, you know, and, and he has to design a pool. Um, and it's, it's, you know, not a lot of money. It's like 600 bucks or something, but yeah. it's, um, it's his first job. Like he's his first paying solo job to design something in yep. BIM, in, in Revit, not BIM, but in Revit, but it has to have BIM. He's like, it has to have such documentation and it needs to have, you know, MEP connections, uh, piping connections, electrical connections, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they want to be able to use this for permitting and all this stuff. So like, there's this whole process that goes with it. And he's just like, Oh my God, I'm so lost. I'm so lost. And like, he's like, this sucks. Like, why doesn't this just do this? Why didn't it do it like this? And like, just, just get through it. I wish I should have, like, I wish I would have known that, that, or that mantra would have came to mind. Embrace the suck, man. Just embrace the suck. <laughs> get through it. Be all right. But oh, he's learning, and now he's like, I love it. Like, I love, I love the whole parametric modeling. Like, it's just, it's so, it's so intuitive. Yep. Yep. It is, dude. It is. And, you know, let's, uh, let's get back to BIM. Actually, let's take it full circle with, uh, different things like that, even just, stepping outside of your comfort zone for a little bit, feel free. I mean, look out for these Autodesk University classes, right? We were going to talk about this this episode, you know, um, AU. AU this year is going to be going digital, um, which is great. So keep an eye out for for AU and any classes that you might see there. But um, I, I know, Joey, you had an idea on a few classes you want to talk about. But, dude, you go on to Autodesk University or, um, gosh, what was it? Uh remember what, what the other one was, um, 
but essentially you can track all of the old AU classes and go back and look for any specific like workflows or any processes you guys are trying to learn. I mean, shoot, when, you, when I started getting into Navis and the Timeliner, uh, there are presentations on it. There are presentations. They have content you can download, like the, the actual PowerPoint, the data sets for it, and then watch a little video of somebody presenting through it. Um, I actually did one that last year, construction verification and light speed. I went through and kind of told everybody how to verify using a, you know, a total station scanner and verifying using Verity and, and Navisworks. You know, you're, you're lining up your as-built data versus your design or, or let's say your, um, your current construction process against the design, like the, the construction model against the design model. It's it's a fantastic kind of idea, and it's awesome that anybody has that capability to go at go back afterwards and watch, right? And I've been I've been watching a few AU classes. I, I got into a little bit of vehicle tracking, um, some of the civil 3D and InfraWorks, the structural um, bridge design workflows. I thought that was very cool um, to kind of go through and see, especially the InfraWorks kind of feature extraction, um, just different classes, and and then actually. Something I've touched on recently is uh, getting into assemble. I know I've talked about this over the last couple episodes, and it's really just because as I've been slowing down from teaching classes, you know, I've been doing some demos, I've been doing some consulting implementations. Um, I, I have some time back to myself in my day, and I'm like, how do I want to spend this? And for me, it was investing time in assemble, learning what this does, how it works, how it can, you know, tear apart my model and and, and what data I can pull from it. And really, that's only... Um, in my mind, kind of making me better in that sense to not only understand, of course, what assemble does, but in, in a sense of let's look, let's let's take at it, uh, take a look at it from a takeoff or estimator standpoint. How could they use this program? What data do they need, and how can they get it? You know, and how can they use this program? So it, it starts teaching me the different processes, and as I talk to different, you know, estimators and things like that in the field and see how are you using this program? It, it honestly just helps me build that knowledge base even more, but a wider foundation, right? To kind of come up from there. Yeah, yeah, and I agree wholeheartedly. Dude, uh, so you hit on a, several programs that I love playing with. Uh, so vehicle tracking, I was like supporting vehicle tracking for years. I uh, I love the uh, the ability to, you know, customize and edit your own vehicles. Uh, sweat path analysis is huge, but the roundabouts, like automating roundabout design. So uh, in Civil 3D, it's been a pain in the butt, but uh, vehicle tracking automates that and parking lot layout and all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. But um, InfraWorks, the structural bridge stuff, um, that stuff really blew me away. Um, I don't know. It must have been like six, five years ago. Yep, yep. I don't know. It was like uh, probably about six months after Infoworks came out. Like I saw some stuff on, um, maybe longer than that. But but after Infoworks had come out, I saw some stuff on the structural bridge workflow, and it was kind of like half baked. But it's come so far. Like the the whole the whole process of um, creating uh, bridges inside of inside of Infoworks, exporting the surfaces to Civil 3D, quarters Civil 3D, mm -hmm. and then bringing in the actual bridge components into Revit, where it actually uses the Inventor engine to create it. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and then you and I, we've been working on feature extraction for, I don't know, it must be like two months now, three months yeah. now. A lot of fun stuff there. Yeah, um, dude. It's awesome. And honestly, I can't get enough of that Inventor engine. Just 
honestly creating Revit parametric families, but it does it so precise that engine, the way the Inventor engine works is so, just awesome. So we use Inventor inside of Civil 3D as well to create parts. It's in the part okay. builder. It uses um, the Inventor engine. It is nowhere near as intuitive or clean. Like it, it I don't know what it is. It's just that they don't, it doesn't flow as easy. I feel like you need a PhD in parts builder to make you know, really <laughs> dynamic, proficient parts inside of uh, Civil yeah. 3D. Whereas if you were coming from InfoWorks and going straight to Revit, it's like, hey, it's instantaneously done. Yeah, you don't have as much tweaking capabilities because it's using you know the Ashto tables. But once it creates the Revit family for you from the Inventor engine, uh, you yeah. can totally manipulate and edit as you see fit. Yeah, exactly. Once it's a parametric family, I mean, at that point, edit family, go into it and do what you need. Yeah. So uh, Assemble uh, is one that you've been like, I don't know, you've kind of been pulling me into for the better part of <laughs> two years now. And, yeah, dude, uh, I like it. We did some stuff, I don't know, maybe like a year ago, year and a half ago, We, you and I played with the project we got invited to. We did some stuff. Yep, yep. I think it kind of died there. Um, it, was, it was primarily because um, maybe Autodesk hasn't hadn't completed the acquisition or there wasn't fully integrated at that point in time yet but now it seems to be a lot more so and you you sent me quite a few videos and we did some some back and forth on it um uh, i don't know man i'm kind of blown away i love the the qto capabilities of it i love what you can do but uh, i did want to uh, give a shout out again to rob gadbaugh for his tool that's yeah. coming out that he's got the qto functionality uh, with yep. Power BI and Revit. Yep. That is That's a fantastic tool. Yes, it is, dude. The ability to create those dashboards right from Revit as things yeah. change. It's awesome, dude. I mean, it's it's killer. It really is. So so that's a good segue to start talking about the next part, like plugins, learn new plugins. But but that said, uh, before I jump to that that rabbit hole, um, I do want to reiterate, yes, the Autodesk University stuff, it's out there. Dive into it. There are a million great sessions. I find myself like you know, Googling something, it takes me knowledge base. Knowledge base is like, eh, doesn't, doesn't give me what I need. It's yep. just the basics. And then I dive into, a, uh, you know, an AU session, you know, 35 minutes in. It gives me the, the sweet golden nugget of information that I've been I've been digging for. Uh, I get it. I learn. I improve. I keep on going. Um, and you know what, man? I, I feel so much. I don't know. I feel like I've got a piece of nugget that, yeah, maybe, you know, a thousand people sat through it or 10,000 people sat through it. Um, but but I'm actually at my computer pulling that information so I can apply it in real time, real life. Um, and that's not something people that are sitting through a session at, you know, Cranston AE are doing. They're like, oh, my God, you know, this is interesting. This is good. But I don't know how I'm going to use these little tactical nuggets. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. Some, something to be said about like in the moment, like, well, the, I like the just it in time. I, yeah. I like it. I, I like more that it's also focused. Those classes are focused, right? A lot of times you'll see these classes for specific workflows or processes. Like, let's say you're going to go from Revit to Power BI, or you want to, you know, pull, I don't know, BIM 360 data out, or you want to go ahead and collaborate with Civil 3D and Revit, you know, anything like that. You can find specific classes for let's say just different like workflows and you can do a search as well. You can search for any of those classes and find, let's say just specific ones. Joey said, you're looking for that nugget. That's, that's it, man. I mean, most of the time we're really looking to solve a problem, right? Something that we've been having, we cannot get through as easily. How can we solve 
this problem. Do a search on those classes and see if you can find one that's targeting that specific thing, right? And, um, you know, so AU years past have been in person. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're going to get a I don't know. I just I have a, a feeling, I call it an inkling, we might get a better production value out of the remote sessions this year because they're hosted at your computer. There's not somebody walking across the stage. You're, yeah. you're, you're more in tune with, all right, I'm here. Let me show you this. Let me get to this. I want to talk to you about this. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's more direct and there's less of the showmanship. Well, I do appreciate the showmanship we all well, do. I agree. Less anxiety as well. I think yeah. there's going to be less anxiety with I'm the it. presenter. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> I'm the presenter. Oh, well, that brings me to the next part, though. So I had mentioned this earlier. I got notes here. Sorry. Um, I took a note earlier. I wanted to compliment you. I wanted to say that you're you're like John Muir. You're going out finding you know these national parks, and I wanted to come up with some witty quote, but I couldn't. <laughs> Uh, that's what happens when you drink beer, guys. Uh, just kills those brain cells. I feel like, um, uh, do, do you remember the cheers? Uh, Norm sits down on the seat and he's like, and they're talking about like brain, you know, beer makes you dumber or whatever. And he's like, no, actually, it makes you smarter. And here's why it's survival of the fittest. It kills off the dumb brain cells. Yeah. Goes, that's the, that whole thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Eliminates the, it's a, what is it, Darwinism? Yeah. Survival of the fittest. <laughs> yeah, I just want to tell you that's not true. I feel dumber every time. But but that said, um, so uh, on our last Better You, Better BIM, we gave shout outs to a lot of plugins, um, you know, provided links to like free free training from like um, uh, DI Roots, uh, plugins like Birds, plugins yeah. like, mm-hmm. yeah, but, but we just did a Revit plugin episode. So I don't want to like name any by name. I just want to give the general gist of, um, you know, like explore. There are a lot of trials for plugins out there. Um, if you guys, you know, there's something you guys want to try, you don't see a 30-day trial, hit us up. Dave and I got a lot of connections. We'll, we'll find a way to get you guys uh, a trial of a plugin. That way you guys can uh, put it through its paces and figure out if it meets your needs. Yeah. Um, that said, we had Rob Gadba on the previous episode. If you guys are interested in any of the Kobe Lab stuff, we know that stuff inside now. We can get you guys hooked up with, with some demos and trials and all that fun stuff. Yep. Yep. Um, but, I mean, that was pretty much it. Like, figure out things that you're like. La- I mean, so with the plugins, right, you know, we're talking about, like, becoming more efficient. Like, let's take a step back. What is something that you're struggling with today? So part of learning is identifying your, your current weaknesses. Oh, my God, I'm spending 46 minutes every day doing this. Well, how yep. do you either eliminate that, cut that? time down um or you know pawn it off on somebody else right delegate right yeah yeah if you're a bin manager that's the best part of the manager, <laughs> it manager is, dude. Delegate. it is it's funny though the last few days i've actually had conversations with people and i keep trying to use these acronyms of aar apr but I, I like to think of it as an after action review or an after project review right we keep talking about, you know, better you, better BIM. Like, let's take a look at our projects at the end of this project and let's sit down and have our good, better, best. Like, what did we do good? What what happened better? What was the best about this project? What can we capitalize on, right? What, what can we keep moving forward with? And what do we want to improve on? Now, 
this may be internal training, right? Hey, we can improve on workflows and different things like that. Or this could be adopting a new plugin, as Joey's saying here. Let's let's start researching these different plugins for things that we know it takes us longer to detail out these drawings or place these sheets or tag this out. What plugin can we find that might do this for us? If we need all of this stuff spooled out and we need all this stuff tagged and placed on sheets automatically, what can we find to do that? Like there's gotta be something that does it. And if there's not, let's fast forward into what you should start looking into. Hey, let's start playing with Dynamo, right? Start playing with it, adopting some of these other scripts and learn how to kind of just take things apart. I mean, that's really the way that I learned it. I, I make a Franken script. I don't care. Like I, I, I'm not smart enough yet to where I can completely write out my own scripts. So I will literally take a little bit from here. I see what you're doing here. I like what you did here, but let's go ahead and take this. Let's start combining that together into what I want, you know, and, and then move forward. Well, well, I think you've identified something you should, you should, you know, you, you know, capitalize on for better you, better bam. <laughs> learn some damn dynamo, my friend. <laughs> Sign yeah, up for some uh, Udemy or uh, uh, Cat, whatever the other, you know. Dude, I'll I'll just I'll send you DI Roots. DI Roots gave uh, a free tutorial, like three or four, I think, episodes, yeah. different tutorials. Yeah, over um, um, Dynamo, but I was talking about like you know learning some Python oh. or learning some. some oh scripting. yeah. Oh, dude, if I can learn, I need to learn more about Python. I know that. I started trying to get into it, and it I got to the point of what I understand or that I understand what a Boolean is, what a script is, you know, kind of what my true or false, like the, uh, the, the kind of language, like the flow of how, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, loops. keywords. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I understand that. But my process now is to learn how it all goes together because that's a whole different thing. If you miss one comma, one semicolon in any of that, well, your some, script does not work. There's some languages if you don't have the right amount of spaces or you you like so in scripting, like there's uh, you, you want to write clean, like you want to have the right structure. But there's yep. some languages that actually require you to have a specific structure because if you don't have it spaced correctly. Your script yep. doesn't run. Um, but that, that said, I, you know, I. I used to eat, sleep, and you know, drink freaking Python back in the day. It was it was the GI like we had like mega data sets for multiple sources that we needed to comb through to find you know, um, you know, thirty thousand like, you know, groupings. Yeah. Of 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 strings of data that we needed out of say three million. You know, the only way to sort through that data is a Python script. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what we did. We wrote a bunch of scripts and. Uh, now I'm looking at it, I'm like, all right, I know what this is, I know what this means, but beyond <laughs> that, I'm like, whatever. Who, yeah. <laughs> Google, who's got this script? Like, <laughs> That's it, dude. That's it. Yep, yep, oh, man. Man. But but uh, becoming more efficient in your plugins, uh, looking at Dynamo as a as a savior uh, to kind of just you know it's not perfect, but just you know, pushing your batteries, figuring out what you can improve upon, right? I mean, there's got to be yep. some manual input at some point. You need a job, right? So it's yeah. got to be some, some level of manual input. But and, and you know, honestly, I think you should try to look for that constructive criticism, right? Every project, in a sense, has a way that you can get better. What is that? Like, yes, I want to know what we did amazing. That always feels good to know. Like, yeah, we were great on this. Awesome. But at the same time, Personally, I'm going to pay more attention to 
What can we improve? How can I improve this? And again, whether we're, we're saying adopting um, add-ins or learning Dynamo, learning Python, you know, taking a little bit of time to step back and say, how can I really um, Im improve with this and, and push this forward, right? And, and, and think about the ROI when you're doing this too. Don't, don't just adopt something because you think it can save you a second or two, you know, I mean, maybe a second or two every, every hour is, 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 you know, a big thing, but think about that return of investment investment of how much time you can get back by adopting this plugin or taking the time to actually learn Dynamo to Python, you know, things like that. And then utilize that. I mean, guys, we have at this point in time, we have nothing but time, right? We're sitting at home and, and utilize it, utilize it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I'm going to let you run on a tangent here while I hit the head, but, uh, um, <laughs> you know, you mentioned something about, uh, um, you know, this whole improvement methodology, you know, you got to figure out what you did wrong so you can improve or, or what, what, what you didn't do quite as well. So you can improve. It's always about improving. It's always about, you know, getting better. Um, what are some things that you've had to do in your previous experience to kind of reconcile to, you know, some of the things that you, you immediately saw in previous projects that you had to get better? What are some of those things? Okay. So in that sense, dude, there's, there's quite a bit, I'm going to go ahead and take it. You're good to go. Um, so in my mind, there's quite a bit here that I've done to kind of improve one thing. Um, I actually started listening to more audiobooks so as you guys know or as some of you may not know if you're coming in new um i listen to a lot of audiobooks i try um reading actual physical books i've been trying to push that more into more uh, more into my self-improvement goals recently but um I, i'm listening to some audiobooks on organization organization self-organization right and um in terms of like getting a a routine an idea of how you guys want to work, what you want to do, and and thinking of the ways that we can best, um, I, I want to say, optimize that, right? So in, in saying that, what I mean is, what things can we do to declutter or organize our, our daily, I want to say, life or to-do items, right? Um, that's one big thing I had to focus on because I had so many things coming at me at one day at one time. Right. And trying to organize those things sometimes can be kind of hard, especially on these big projects. When you have so many, let's say RFIs, you have so many people that you're connecting with and you're coordinating with, and you want to make sure all of your drawings are up to date or all of this information's up to date. You're not going to make a dumb decision because you don't have all of the data that you need you know, different things like that, or, or working on a design and detailing it. And I mean, there's so many different ways that we can use better organization. So decluttering your mind, decluttering your workspace and, and organizing or making a routine of what you typically do and allow yourself breaks, right? This was actually one of my biggest problems, right? I, I've, I've learned that I am such a yes man, and I'm kind of, yes, I, you are. <laughs> I am, I am. And I am so, to my own pleaser. benefit. Yes, you yeah. are. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I, and I'm kind of a people pleaser. Like I go out of my way to try and make sure people got, get what they need, get what they want. Like that. I'm going the extra mile to make sure my stuff is good. And 
in in that I mean it's it's that's a good thing to do but at the same time well, you got to control it's your reputation right yes it is it is but you got to control kind of what you're doing and allow yourself breaks i got burnt out there for a little bit you know because i'm going from demo to demo or meeting to meeting and i'm trying to talk to these people and i'm switching gears and trying to jump over to this project you know and my day I would the way I would look at it is I tried to fill up those eight hours with as much work as I could. And recently I've realized I got to take a step back, whether it's like a 15 minute walk, you know, or just step back and, and, and take a take a break with the kids. Go throw the football in the backyard for a few minutes, you know, anything like that. And then going back or reading, stopping and reading a book. Right. Just read a book for a few minutes about something you want to learn or watch a video Autodesk University or any of the webinars, anything like that. Give yourself time to take a break. And honestly, guys, yes, Joey and I can say all of this about, you know, watch these webinars, do this, take these classes. Yes, but take them at your pace. Do not overwhelm yourself. You know, give yourself time to really learn what you're taking in, right? Actually learn it. Don't just, you know, listen to it, I would say, hear it, or is it, is it vice versa? Do I have that backwards? Like you can, you can hear it, but you're not actually listening or you're hearing. And it's one of those to where, you know, it's, it's, it's in the background. Don't make it a background, right? Give it your full attention. And if you don't feel like you can give it your full attention, cool. That's not what you need to be doing at that time. Take that break, step away and, and then come back to be able to give it what you what you want to give it right do what you want to do organize it get that routine and, and i feel like you you just continue to kind of get better and and, and really it's almost without trying if you get into a routine and, and i'm not saying without trying like the effort that you're putting in but you're already expecting it every day you know you're kind of getting into that step of where all right today i'm going to go ahead and do this i'm going to work for two hours in the morning and then I'm going to take a 15 minute break to go walk around the block. I'm going to clear my head. You know what? Nine times out of 10, when I go on that walk, I'm thinking about a lot of the stuff that I'm doing during that day or the projects that I have up. And it helps me kind of work out some of the things that I may have been stressed about while I'm sitting at my desk, you know, or, or let's say I'm going to take 15, 30 minutes to go ahead and watch this webinar man, that's cool. That's a problem that I've been having. I can go ahead and use this on this project that I'm working on. It's, it's just a way that whatever you guys feel like you can get into there, go ahead and give it your all if you can and, and see how you can adopt it. Or again, take that break, clear your head and then go at it again when you get back. Yeah, I agree uh, wholeheartedly there, man. Um, Especially the part about, um, you know, if you, if you're not, if you're not absorbing it, you're not like, you know, if you're not, you know, hearing it, I guess it is what you were saying, um, you know, maybe, maybe put that on, on the burner for another time and and do it then. And that's the issue with a lot of the webinars and webcasts and stuff that I see that are out there. I'm like, yeah, that sounds interesting. Probably more interesting if I had something I could, you know, apply it to not really too interested in it now. Um, but, but your whole point about, you know, you know, clearing your head, walking the block, you know, thinking stuff through, like that's, that's, I mean, it's literally, um, everything I do now, man. Like, um, so before this, I, I had the privilege of working from home. 
Uh, I was on the road quite a bit, though. Uh, you know, I'd be in Chicago, Connecticut, um, D.C., you know, you name it, I was there. Um, Vegas, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, now I'm home all the time. Even though I've been working from home, I feel like now I'm really working from home, not just, you know, yeah. two days out of the week. I'm working from home all five days, you know, uh, and, and I feel like a lot of other people, and I know all of our listeners are, are in the same boat. You're working from home, therefore, and I've had the same conversation with our listeners already, like uh, via LinkedIn, whoever, you know, there's been a few people that reached out to me where we chat about um, uh, people believe that you're more accessible now. Like they know that you're your home office, your home computer, you know, maybe maybe they didn't put in a full eight hours during nine to five or whatever, eight to five, whatever it is. Um, so now they're, you know, it's, you know, 10 o'clock, you know, their time you know, your time or whatever, and they're still working uh, because they had to put in a few extra hours to get some stuff done. They reach out to you, but you, you know, being home, your computer's home, you feel obligated to rush to your computer to freaking respond or bust something out real quick. It's this whole mentality that we have to get, you know, get over. And, um, you know, I don't know if it's good or bad or or whatever, but, you know, you you definitely got to be mindful of the, um, of the time that you put in of the uh of the um of your own schedule your own happiness of your own things right i mean obviously yeah project deadlines and stuff that dictate but um you know spend 15 minutes with the kids do something you know do something fun uh that's what that's what we do right i mean like so um you know, I'm upstairs working, banging away while my kids are, you know, watching TV or, or playing in the playroom, whatever. They've got Pandora on. I'm just, you know, clicky clacking away on my, on my computer. Um, 10:30 rolls around, I take a break. I, uh, you know, make them some breakfast or or we, you know, play a game. You know, 10, 15 minutes goes by. Get back at it. My head's clear. I'm back in, and I'm like, oh, you know, I gotta get to this. I gotta do this. I gotta do this. And I feel more dedicated rather than me just playing around on LinkedIn for, you know, 20 minutes or 10 minutes or yes. that I was gone. Like I'm, yep. I'm not, I'm not wasting as much time with distractions. I'm, I'm, I'm narrowing that focus. I'm, I'm diving back in. And then at lunchtime, like I'm actually like planning out stuff. I'm on, you know, uh, every night I Pinterest something new to do with my kids. So like right now we're, you know, sh- seeing, um, you know, what different food drinks do to your teeth by, uh, you know, leaving eggs inside of them because you're, you know, they're made out of calcium, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. You know, the reaction in your teeth. Tomorrow over lunch, we're going to do this um, uh, beanbag toss, you know, game where it's like a bullseye and you get more points and, you know, like stupid yeah. stuff. But that's that's our lunch hour. That's stuff that we're doing. Um, come back inside and then get back to work, bang out some stuff and ready to go. But but having that extra time to spend more with family I, I feel yeah. so blessed, you know, five years from now, I'm going to look back at this. So, I, I mean, I don't know, you're a parent, so I know you feel the same way, but you're looking like, how the hell did my kids get so big? My daughter yeah. is seven years old now, seven years old now. I, I don't even feel like I'm ready to be a dad now. Uh, <laughs> and she is seven years old. And I'm like, how the hell did seven years go by? So the more time I get to spend with her, especially during the summer times, it's just, I love it, man. I love it. You know, give me that hour over lunch, you know, yeah. uh, those 15 minute breaks. Let's walk the neighborhood. Let's do something. Let's have a conversation. It's so fun. It's enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it is. And I mean, my oldest is going on 11 now. It's 
crazy. I'm like, man, 11, nine, five and four. It's like how these kids are getting so big so fast. And, you know, we're having conversations. Ivory and I, we went out today and um, ended up finding a random trail to drive the Jeep down and found some black blackberries and we just kind of hung out picked some blackberries talked about okay we're gonna make some blackberry jam you know when we get back it's gonna be so much fun to do this and i just i love it man i really do it, it makes things so fun i feel like that jeep might be your new hobby man <laughs> oh yeah cool oh it is dude i tell you what like hunting this weekend it was on point like that little truck could get down all these trails i didn't have to worry about turnarounds like I'm, I'm on it if i gotta turn around it's i got a small turn radius you know what yeah. i mean compared to most other trucks oh yeah and that thing just took me everywhere and it, it's so nice like we had the we had the the top off and the doors off right and we're driving down this trail and joey i i we're driving down the trail and you just there are blackberries everywhere on the sides of the road and they're like in these trees. So they're hanging down here. We're sitting in the truck and just picking them from where the roof would be <laughs> as they're hanging down. You're just picking right blackberries or <laughs> just sitting right in the truck, still picking some blackberries. You didn't get out and walk down a trail, but it was so nice just sitting there in the truck. You got a, you got a, a, a bag right there in front of you. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's a cool hobby, man. Like uh, we're talking about better you, better BIM, but the better you part of that is that whole peace of mind, you know, you know, money doesn't buy happiness, but it does buy you a Jeep, damn it. <laughs> it does. It does. It can take you down a lot of trails. Yeah. That's Jeep, for sure. Jeep Gladiator would be, be pretty damn nice, man. I'm, I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm locked into, I'm locked into my car for quite a while just because uh, I don't drive anywhere. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. I don't, I don't oh my drive. Dogs. Sorry. Good. I, uh, I don't drive anywhere. I've got, uh, the, the minivan and I'm working from home until, uh, we can start traveling again and all that fun stuff. But, uh, um, it's, I don't know. It's, it's nice. It's fun. It's just, uh, I got this little Beamer. It's not, uh, it's not what I want, but it got good gas mileage at the time and it was zippy. Uh, every now and then I'm like, Oh, I, I want to get a, uh, uh, you know, a nice, you know, four by four again or something. I, I'm a big fan of the old yeah. disco Land Rover Discoveries. Yeah. Um, I'd like to get one of those again. I don't know, man. But that said, I told you this earlier, but uh, I am getting a motorcycle, man. It's been seven years since I sold my motorcycle. Seven, eight years now. Well, my wife, I lived in Texas. I had this beautiful YZF. I sold it. Uh, you know, I didn't want to haul it across country. I was like, oh, I know what I'll get as soon as I move to Oregon. I'm gonna get a Hypermotard, Ducati. Um, my daughter was four months old at the time when we left Texas and we got to Oregon. By the time we settled in, probably in about you know, six months, I was ready to go buy a motorcycle. My wife goes, you ain't getting another motorcycle. Like, like, oh, come on now. You can't tell me that. <laughs> um, and then actually, that's a fun, funny story. How I ended up with the BMW is uh, a few years back, I was like, oh, really just want something fun to drive. I think I was driving this Elantra or something at the time. I just want something fun. I wanted a motorcycle. It was around my birthday time. I was like, I'm just going to go buy a motorcycle. I'm just going to go do it. And then um, I talked myself out of it. I was like, my wife will kill me. Don't do that. Go buy like an Audi or something, S-Series. Never did that. I was like, that's just too much money. I just bought this 3-Series BMW. It's fun. It's peppy. But uh, now she said, go ahead, buy your motorcycle. So, yeah, right. 
I, uh, I am getting this uh, motorcycle. I'm going to go pick one up tomorrow. Um, I talked her into it because instead of buying another sport bike like I wanted, because I'm all about street bikes, you know, um, uh, R1, that's, I want another one. I want another, another leader bike or something, but uh, yeah, not going to get one. Instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a bobber. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, you had an old cafe bike, if I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, yep. I wanted to go the cafe route, but uh, this deal on this uh, um, uh, Honda VF700 was too good to pass up. It's like the most reliable engine ever, ever made. It's an amazing bike, um, and it's very easy to convert to a bobber, so I figured I'll just go that route. Because I need projects, damn it. I need projects. <laughs> Got to keep busy. Got to keep busy. Dude, I think that's that's been like my whole uh, my whole mindset during this whole. I mean, it's been my mindset pre-COVID, but like that's what's really getting me through is like, oh, you know, like maybe I can go do this, maybe I can do this. I got 15 minutes. Go, go uh, patch this drywall. Um, go, go. Uh, like I was building my deck. Yep. I was building a playground. Now I'm, you know, building a kitchen. After this, will probably be a bathroom or something. I don't know. I'm gonna run out of projects one day, but. Uh, <laughs> It's always like, all right, you know, take a few minutes, go do this, like clear your mind, go do something. And I, I, I'm taking the time to actually teach my kids. My son is three and he loves power tools, like any, oh, any yeah. power tool he can get his hands on. He just wants to play with it. So like, I'm, you know, I'm teaching him like proper safety, proper, you know, like all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. I, I, feel, I feel like the, that applies maybe to this better you, better BIM kind of mantra. Uh, but going back to the BIM part of this though, I do take time to learn new BIM stuff too. So a few weeks ago, we were talking about AWP, uh, yep. Advanced Work Packaging, uh, and I feel like I was just talking out of my butt, but I've just been like researching this thing willy-nilly on my lunch breaks. You know, I could take like five minutes, you know, my kids are outside swinging on the swings and I'm, I, you know, I'm in the hammock just like, all right, what's what's this, what's this, like looking through some stuff. And I feel like over the past two weeks, I've, I've probably learned quite a bit about AWP. Um, yeah. I, I'm... I've actually been invited to that conference that Rob, it's funny, as soon as we mentioned it on the podcast, I got an invite. So I think somebody was listening is like, oh, send this guy a damn invite uh, to this AWP conference down in Houston. That's awesome. I'm not going to go, but it was pretty cool. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. And I mean, if you can take any, any time that you have, like we were talking about it, get in a routine or, you know, if you know that you're going to have just a few minutes, let's say you kick the routine and you just go with the flow. If you know that you have 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, start looking up more about advanced work packaging, about, you know, BIM prerequisites or um, what is it? Uh, uh, BIM guidelines, you're, you're kind of anything that you can kind of jump into to feel like, like you're going to better what you can do with yeah. it. Right. So so I have two more things I want to I know I want to chat about. But before I get to those two, earlier you mentioned uh, the whole look back and, um, you know, after a project, figure out what you need uh -huh. to move on. There are always two things that always come up. I've been, you know, before I was in the role I am now, you know, I was on services. Um, the, the two things that always came up repeatedly after talking with people, after they, you know, did their first few projects on, on BIM, um, the two things that were repeatedly like, just like, uh, this is impossible to work around. One, the template that they were using in Revit. Um, so you, you know, you try to use the out-of-box template or you yeah. got a template from somebody else. Doesn't work. It doesn't meet no. your standards. 
It doesn't have your, like, if you're talking structural, it doesn't have all the levels that you need. Like, it, it is just not not there for you. Um, and two, uh, and this one comes up even in the most experienced firms, a BIM execution plan for a project BIM execution plan. Yes. Yep. BIM execution plans are huge, dude. Remember we, we had uh, Johan back on a, a few, well, <laughs> quite a few episodes back now, but um, the importance of a, of a good at BIM execution plan. I mean, that's, it's, it's big, man. I think uh, getting Johan back on would be uh, very advantageous and just d- do a yeah. deeper dive into the BIM execution plan. Uh, you know, maybe some tips and tricks for setup and, and things that they should be on the lookout for. Obviously there's no one size fits all, but uh, um, you know, that, that, that comes up nine times out of 10 about uh, things that we can improve on. Yep. Yep. And, and right. I, I know that's also a big portion of templates too, dude. We can always improve on our templates. And that's, again, you said tying back to uh, my AARs after action review or after project review. And do not be afraid to go back and evaluate your templates. So again, looking for that constructive criticism, look at all the users, talk to the users and see how they think this could get better. You know, have this after project meeting and they okay, guys, we, we did this. We held up to our timelines here. This is where we fell behind. How do you think we can get better? What were our hurdles for this project? You know, if we can learn from that and really push forward and adapt new, let's say, I don't want to, I mean, it, it's not just software. It's software. It's workflows. It's training, whether internal, external, you know, it, it's communication, what, collaboration, like you name it. Man. Exactly. Anything. Yeah. anything. There's anything there. But once you identify that, then that gives you that goal, right? You and Joey, you and I are, are, are very alike in that sense where if you have a goal, you're very oriented to get to that goal, right? And I feel like that's that's people in general. We are very goal-oriented. We are creative people. We want to feel accomplished in what we get done. Give yourself that goal. And, and I mean, take as little time as you need or as much time as you can give yourself, you know, and, and, and just keep working towards it. Don't feel discouraged like you're not giving it enough time. If you give it five minutes, 10 minutes a day, that's fine. You know, give it what you can still work towards getting better. But I think analyzing those weaknesses, accepting those places where we can get better and improve on. And then again, moving forward and adapting with that, you know, whether it's getting into a routine or it's going with the flow and just taking time wherever you can just keep getting better, keep moving forward. I feel like we're just trying to give motivation. Like you're at home, you're stuck at home. We get what, it. What, yeah, dude. Don't what is give it? Up. Oh, it's that Shia LaBeouf motivational do video. Just do it. <laughs> I tell you what, man. Jump down a tangent real quick. Uh, watching him and like Holes and even Stevens, and then to watch him like Lawless was one of my, you know, it was a great movie. Oh yeah, I love Lawless. Charlie Countryman. Listeners, if you guys have not seen Charlie Countryman. Go out, rent it right now. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. It is one of the best movies I have ever seen. It ranks in my top ten. Yeah. Uh, Mads uh, Mikkelsen, the um, Russian, I guess. I don't know his ethnicity. Russian. Mikkelsen sounds Russian, I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> he plays one of the best bad guys ever. He plays the bad guy in uh, the the Bond. Um, Quantum Solace, I think, or, or whatever the one was that they're at the oh, Casino Royale. He plays the bad guy at Casino Royale. Um, he, he just plays a phenomenal bad guy. Uh, he 
him and Shia LaBeouf, they're amazing in this movie. Uh, Lawless is great. I'm a big Tom Hardy fan. Uh, if you haven't seen Warrior, that's another great movie to check Warrior, out. Warrior, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, um, you know, like talking about better you, better Bim. <laughs> I promise you, this movie won't make you better, but it'll make you feel it, better. What was it called again? Charlie Countryman. Dude, I'll Charlie text Countryman. Okay, yeah, text that to me. I'll, I'll take a look at it. Yeah, it is, uh, <laughs> it, it's one of my, my one of my all-time favorite movies. I'm texting you here on camera, man, so all right. people know next time we, we chat that uh, <laughs> you got it. Okay, all right. It, it's so damn good. Anyways. Um, but, yeah, so, guys, I mean, I, I feel like, I, you know, we are kind of doing this whole motivational thing because we've been stuck in, but honestly, it's it's... I want to say it's almost that easy, but it's not like, don't overwhelm yourselves, but just don't, don't, uh, don't just don't keep treading water, right? Keep moving forward and and give it what little time you have whenever you have it. So, so you and I know an awful lot about, you know, bite-sized chunks. Like when we started this podcast, it was all about bite-sized chunks. You got an hour here, you got an hour here. Let's figure it out. Let's, you know, make some stuff work. And then over time you learn and you prove. Um, doesn't have to be a podcast. I was just using this reference, but uh, learning a new language, learning, you know, whatever, right? You got to start somewhere. Yep. If you don't want to read a book, you don't, you don't start by reading the whole book in one sitting. I mean, some books you can, but uh, you, you start by just reading that first page, pushing through it and, and go. Just dedicate 10 minutes a day. Um, you know, this is probably a good point to mention. I think we chatted about this before. Like I hadn't read a book since college. And then all of a sudden this year, I just made it a goal. I was like, all right, I'm just going to take 25, 30 minutes in the morning, uh, dedicate some time to read. I think I've read like 30 books so far this year. Um, like just reading this year, 30 minutes every morning. And it motivates yeah. me because I get into it. And then that's all I want to do at right before bed is, you know, you know, crush, crush a chapter or something. So, um, it's all about just putting one foot in front of the other. Uh, fig- you know, you got to. So um, before I get off topic here, uh, Ron Funches was on the Joe Rogan podcast. I'm a big JRE fan. Um, so Ron Funches, for those of you guys that don't know, he does voices on Trolls. He was on Undateable. He's a Portland comic. He, he used to be a Portland comic. He's hilarious. He's a great guy. The guy was very obese. He lost like 140 pounds. He, uh, you know, he's like dirt poor. He like he he was not paying his bills. Like uh, there's a lot of things that were going on. He had this whole idea of coming up with a vision board. You know, after like listening to a bunch of people, he's like, yeah, screw it. I'm just going to put my goal on this board and kind of just map out things that go with it. Like, so just come up. You don't have to write it down. Although writing it down does help, right? A goal written down, um, it, you know, is just, is just a dream. Yeah, well, it solidifies it, but it's just a dream. And then you put actual tasks behind it then it becomes the plan and then yeah. you know you put a plan in motion put put a timeline on it and there you go you, you know you, you're ready to rock and roll and knock that thing out but but the idea of starting with that goal like just identifying something that you want to learn something that you want to do and then kind of moving towards that like me i play guitar i haven't played again in in seven years i feel like seven years i feel like i lost seven years man of my life like <laughs> the seven years i lived in oregon all i did was um you know mountains coast good beer work yep that was it that was that was my life man uh i didn't ride motorcycles i didn't play guitar uh i didn't cook i didn't I, there's a lot of things i didn't i didn't homebrew i didn't do yep. a lot of things but uh, now i'm getting back to that i'm, I'm uh, 
uh, figure that stuff out. So, you know, I take 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, I want to learn this song. Put that up on my board. That's my goal for the week. And I, you know, play that song. I learn the song. Yeah. Uh, I learned uh, The Funeral by Band of Horses and, you know, a bunch of like, a bunch of stuff. I come up with these goals and I figure it out. So um, if you can identify something that you want to do, make a plan, act on it, small chunks, eventually you'll get there. Uh, I guess that's the motivation you guys need. Uh, that said, you and I have hit a pretty cool milestone with our podcast. Uh, we've gotten thousands of followers. I, I love, I love the the uh, success that we've had with this. And um, you know, you know, actually, this is probably a good segue into uh, getting some motivation uh, for for our listeners, right? Yeah. Uh, if you like our podcast, go start your own. Like, right? Yeah. Like, let's, Let's build off of it. Let's start your own or check out some of the others that you, that we yeah. have. I mean, there's so many so many different ones out there. We've talked about what construction dorks, um, construction corner, BIM thoughts, there's brothers, yeah, there's yeah, lot. contact contact crew. I mean, there's so many different podcasts out there, guys. Don't be afraid to just spawn out. Like, start expanding your horizons, right? Expanding your podcast and see what's out there. And if you don't see something that you're looking for, Start your own, share your own ideas, share your information, whatever you have. I mean, don't be afraid to take this on. Yeah, I mean, always keep listening to our podcast, but check out other <laughs> ones. Uh, create your own, that's fine. Just keep listening to ours. Uh, and the, the reason why I bring this up is you and I have hit a great milestone with our podcast as far as not only the volume, the reach that we've had, but the amount of people reaching out to be on the on the podcast. And you and I, we have for you know we we have a right of refusal. We tell them, you know, maybe you're not a good fit, or maybe we're just not interested in in sponsorship your projects. But with COVID going on, we've noticed a sudden uptick in uh, the amount of people reaching out to us for marketing. I mean, past two weeks alone, we've had half a dozen people reach out to us. Before we never took it any seriously. You know, we'd always joke that this is probably you know gonna gonna be taken over by some at some point by somebody yeah. else. But yeah. uh, uh, it's come a long way and, uh, we got quite, quite the reach. So, um, uh, we, we've decided that we will be doing sponsors. We'll, we'll choose, you know, it's all, all to our choosing. Um, this is a hobby, but, uh, at the end of the day, we want to, uh, you know, start some swag. Like we want to, we want to start giving some stuff away and putting stuff up on the commerce site. So we get some, uh, some, uh, uh, credits to that, you know, it's not out of our own pocket. We're happy with that. But that said, yeah. we pick and choose and, uh, we, we our, our plan is to not charge people for wanting to come on the podcast. We just have to agree that your messaging is, is in line with what we want to, you know, see and hear talk yeah. about. Um, but as far as like sponsorships, we're always open. You know, if you guys want to uh, plan, you know, check, check back on our website. We're going to put something up by the end of this week where it's going to whole sponsorship package, all that fun stuff. Um, taking on some sponsors now. So uh, Dude, looking forward I, to this. I'm actually really excited about that. Like not only just not only for us, um, but honestly, for what we can offer our listeners. So we start to get sponsorships and we start to really talk to bigger names, other companies, start expanding our knowledge base and our horizons. Like 
you know, there are many things that we could learn. Like, I don't know everything. No, I'm here. I'm learning every day. Right. I, I mean, honestly, I don't know everything about them. I, I know a few things and I, I help share that knowledge. And every day I strive to keep learning more about what I can. And I want to share that with you guys and any sponsorship that we can get to me personally feels like another kind of hurdle that we're getting. Like, okay, we're able to share this much more information. Like this company can be sharing this, this, this company can be doing this. They offer this service or they offer that. Like, I think this is great in the terms of what, again, we can offer all of you and, and ourselves. I mean, I'm always looking yeah. to keep learning. Right. Well, well, I also think it's a testament to podcasts now, especially in our market. Uh, when you and I started this, there were probably like three, maybe two or three, I would say probably two, more than anything, mm -hmm. two very prominent in the construction technology space. Um, one of them had a big name sponsor and the other, well, I guess two of both of them had sponsors already. Yep. Um, and they were kind of tethered to those sponsors. We, we don't ever want to be like that. We, we're very no. free flowing guys here. Uh, yes. So we do it by episode rather than by by uh, you own us type thing. Mm -hmm. um, that said, um, you know, I think it's a testament to, to the space, right? Like there's there's you know we chatted about this earlier. Like uh, there's not much enough events going on right now. Uh, there's a lot of digital events. People are just throwing money to be part of you know X and X webcast, whether it be you know, digital construction or, or whatever, right? They're, they're throwing money at to be part of these these uh, endeavors. And they're great things to be part of. Um, but uh, do you get the whole, you know, are you getting a captive audience? I mean, that's the number one thing, right? I think with podcasts, you actually get a more captive audience because it's not something I'm listening to or watching because it's related to work. It's something I'm listening to because I actually enjoy it. More yeah. often than not, our podcast, so uh, I think it's like, 56% or some, somewhere around 60% of all of our streams are through uh, the uh, iTunes app, which means yep. that they're listening to it on their phone, which is probably means they're not, you know, at their computer, uh, yep. you know, during work hours, checking us out. They're, they're, you know, listening to this on their phone. So yep. to me, that feels, I don't know, I feel very vindicated in, in our whole, you know, path to this, like, oh my God, I'm sure we're just wasting time just, two guys rambling about construction technology processes and beer. Like, is that, is that, is that what we're doing? But no, nah, I mean, like we've reached people after hours in their own, in their own homes, in their own environment. It feels great. But anyways, I'm, I'm rambling now, but what I'm trying to get at is this, this, this segment, this market that we're in, it's so ripe. It's so great. Um, people are yep. spending money uh, in marketing for, to uh, join these podcasts, which is awesome. So, you know, check out these other podcasts that are out there. Always check out us again. Uh, yeah. If there's something out there that you guys believe you got a niche in, something you guys want to chat about, hit us up to be on it. You know, you know, join our podcast, you know, jump on it, or start your own podcast. We're we're happy yep. to to uh, lend any foresights, knowledge, anything that we've got, uh, you know, that we've gained along the way. We're happy to share that information and uh, keep yep. keep the community growing. Yes, I agree, dude. Anytime we can get somebody on to talk about anything. Like, I'm not saying anything, obviously, any any topic. We want to stay BIM related and beer related somewhat. Yeah. At least. Yeah. <laughs> somewhat. Yeah, at least. always alcohol, no matter what, always alcohol. I think, I think where we failed, the one episode we failed is when we tried to do the um, uh, 
whatever hard what was it called oh the 75 hard yeah. 75 hard that's where we failed our listeners man that is the episode <laughs> where we fell short i think we were drinking like virgin cocktails and yeah yeah oh that was that was sorry that was guys. difficult yeah. sorry sorry we we made it though we're here but dude i i I don't know i i love doing this and i i hope that a lot of you share that kind of passion that same kind of feeling for it and you know again if you guys have anything cool you want to share with people because that's what we love doing that's what our industry needs we need to share more information so we can help bring each other up kind of standardize different processes what have you learn learn new ways to do things and we're here to help supplement that. And if you feel like, you know, you want to do that, awesome. Start your start your own podcast. Create that website and yeah. get going with it, you know. Reach out to us. I mean, you and I, Joey, we follow so many different podcasts to try and learn what they're doing and also talk to them. Because, I mean, we all geek out, right? We all geek out about the same stuff. I think we're nerds at the end of the day, man. I think that's what 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 this is all about. We're just a bunch of nerds. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I'm a manly nerd, but no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I don't hunt bears like you out. do, but but you know, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. Build my we all geek out in our like, own way, yeah. man. We all geek out in our own way, in our own things. We 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 geek out, we nerd out. We want to learn yeah. more about it. We're passionate about it, and and that's where we go. Well, I think at the end of the day, what I'd like to see more from from people, our listeners, ourselves, you know, the people we follow, every you know, everybody, is just more content. Let's just keep creating more content. It doesn't have to be a podcast, an article, uh, AU sessions, whatever yep. it is, you know, an app, a, a training, whatever it is. Just keep learning, keep providing content so people can keep growing in, in this market. Um, I feel kind of bad that we, you know, chose not to highlight any one particular uh, tool or training during this one. But at the same time, you know, I think we're, we're kind of all overwhelmed with COVID. We're kind of all like, yeah. oh my gosh, it's still going on. What can I do? You know, is it okay if I take 10 minutes to, you know, improve myself? Like, yes, yes, yes. by God, do it. Like, you know, yes. get out of your own skin, get out of your own head, figure something out. Like, uh, you know, go rebuild a carburetor, do whatever you got to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, um, do Get you find what makes you happy? You know, learn, continue learning, continue growing. That's all we can do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 100%, man. That's that's all I got, man. That's it. That was everything that's on it. my list. Yep. Uh, I've got uh, learn a new language, trial new plugins, start your own podcast. Oh, one last thing. Focus on your social media. Get your social oh, media game yeah. strong. I'm not talking Facebook. I'm not talking your TikToks. Uh, although that's probably going to get bought out by somebody soon. <laughs> I'm talking about your professional social media. Beef up your LinkedIn. Beef up your Twitter. You know, um, a lot of my good friends are are now out. You know, they're out of jobs. They're looking for work. Um, uh, you know, one of my good friends actually, you know, just landed it somewhere. So, uh, you know, I got to tell you, the number one presence that you can have for influencing, you know, yourself to get a new job somewhere else, you're at least expanding your connections get on get on linkedin like yep. develop those connections develop that network put yourself out there share content engage in the community um i got some i think i'm pretty sure it was a scam but it was like some message uh you know award, you know notifying us that we've 
we being nominated for some award at Prism, whatever, for yeah. our social media. I was super ever. excited when I got the Autodesk uh, email saying I was accepted to Hogwarts Wizarding School. I was like, oh, my dream has come true. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Dang yeah. it, Autodesk. Why? Why'd you take that away from me? The next day you should be Harry Potter themed. If it's not, I'm going to be disappointed. Oh, yes. <laughs> I just love the fact that it's probably been like five years or so now, but Autodesk is still using that as their internal uh, marketing <laughs> messaging. Like, that's how they, like, test their email systems. Yep. Dude, that's how you know I'm working with, like, the right company. Like, if you're you're doing Harry Potter, no, I'm still cool. I am very cool with you. We can be friends. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. I can, yes. I can get down with that, man. I can get down with that. You know, um, we, we, you know, that's Autodesk, but we still work, you and I work for a cool company, Oh, definitely. Um, the only downside is uh, your boss is a Yankees fan. Ah, uh, yes, this is true. Ah, socks, socks all the way, guys. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. My one of my best friends could be a Patriots fan, and that's like one of the. I love you too, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of us are an NFL fan this year. I just. It's not. It's no, not. I don't think it's even a thought process, dude. Yeah. My, 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 my brother JD ended up sending me an invitation to uh, fantasy football, and he's like, "All right, we're gonna do this draft." And I'm like, "Is this even really a thing this year?" Or, dude, I'm not even sure. Should I put the effort and research into this, like getting an actual team, or uh, is this season not gonna even happen? Because I'm, I don't even know if I want to watch it. Like, I'm not sure what's going on. I didn't, uh, I, so I, every year we do a family league, my wife's family, uh, and me, I think it's mostly guys that married into the family. Um, we've got this league and, um, I, I do good, like the first two thirds of the season. And then after that, I'm just complete shit. Yeah. Uh, usually I have Brady as my QB and he just drops the ball for me. Uh, it's my own fault, but damn it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it uh but this year i was just like you know they sent me the reminder download the app and i'm like nope (laughs) sorry guys not doing it i just i don't care this year it's not it's not there that said uh did you see i think it was the rock and you know invested in uh xfl oh really the arena football interesting yeah Yeah, i think he like johnny football dude Johnny Football's in that league. I think he bought it for like sixteen million. Or it was like nothing. Really, really. That's that's probably going to be the next best thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson Investor Group agrees to buy buys XFL for fifteen million. You couldn't even buy a team for fifteen million in real in like the real NFL. That's yep. crazy that they're buying the buying XFL for fifteen million. Speaking of, dude has his own tequila line. I've been wanting to try it. Yeah, what's up with celebrities and alcohol now, man? What's up, like, uh, George bro, Clooney? Bro, I swear to you, if I can get enough money, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to invest money in making some type of alcohol. Like, I, I and I, you know, it, most of the time it's looking like the celebrities, of course, don't know anything about the brewing process, but they invest money into a company that does, and they can slap that label on it and, and go. And I'm like, how do I do that? That's, you know, honestly, that's the half lazy portion of me. The other part of me is like, no, we got to figure out how to really brew good beer. 
and then we can open our own brewery and you know then we can do this the right way so but, uh george clooney sold casamigos uh tequila for one billion dollars wow her has been sold to diego uh, in a deal that values the company at one billion dollars that is crazy man George Clooney made tequila. He and some friends were like, oh, we're sick of tequila. They made their own. Really? They literally made made their own. own. Yes. Wow. Okay. And sold it for $1 billion, man. That's amazing. That's amazing. Casamigos, huh? Yeah. You have to give that a try, too, man. Is that, yeah, I was going to say, is that the one in the, uh, like the clay pottery kind of looking bottle? I think it's clear. Um, Is it clear? Yeah, well, I mean. I have to look at the liquor store for that one next time. Casa Amigos Tequila. Dude, I have been stuck on tequila for a little while too. It's clear? Okay. Yeah, it's a clear bottle. I got a I've been looking for a bottle of Don Julio 1947 or is it 1942? I can't even remember now. Now the beer's kicking in, but I've been looking for a specific bottle of Don Julio uh for for months now it's like a 150 dollar bottle so i don't know if i'm actually gonna buy it if they have it (laughs) if i did adrian would probably kill me but you know i'm still looking for it but but it'll make you a better person if you oh yeah there you go right hey better better me better (laughs) all i know is that that's some of the that tequila is some of the best like sipping tequila I've ever had. Wow. I um, you know, I've never been the sipping tequila type person. I've always been in the let's take shots. Oh. Um, but uh, tequila makes me feisty. I don't, you know, everybody's like, oh, that's a myth. It's all alcohol, blah blah blah. I I, I don't know what it is about. You know, I will drink whiskey all day long and be fine. But the second I have um, tequila, I yep. am punching people and. You know, give them some uh, you know, Bangkok shots and uh, <laughs> hitting them in the back. And yeah, I, I, I don't know what it is, man. I just uh, a little frisky. Yep. Dude, for me, it's clear. Any clear alcohol, vodka, um, clear tequila. I can't drink it. Like, I like a reposado tequila, um, a dark tequila, rum, whiskeys, you know, things like that. When I start getting into the clears, especially vodka. Oh, yeah, I get a little frisky on vodka, too. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm glad it's not just me, man. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's, everybody has their own. Some yeah, people yeah. can't drink whiskey. Oh, man, that's my go-to, bud. I, that's uh, me too, dude. Oof. When I was younger, I was uh, I was always trying to invent new ways to drink alcohol. Like, we, uh, there was this, like, garden mister. It was, like, a little canister like this. We used to put, like, vodka and... Um, <laughs> smearing off ice and you know fruit punch and we mix all this stuff together and make this stupid cocktail and i like just sip on this little mister this little garden mister uh, it was dumb like we were just hammered just, just being asinine uh and i would drink everything but real real liquor like it was always like a mixed drink always something yeah and it wasn't until i don't know maybe i was like 25 26 maybe even later than that that I actually like started falling in love with whiskeys. Like um, everybody would always order whiskeys as shots. Like, oh, let's take yeah. a shot of, you know, um, uh, 
let's go, you know, let's take a shot of bean, let's take a shot of uh, turkey, KD, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fine, shot. Uh, and then I had this one friend, and he always just wanted to sip it. Like, we'd, we'd take shots, and it was always, like, cheap tequila, cheap vodka, whatever. But if he had whiskey, he was always sipping it. And that was, like, what really got it to me. It was like, oh, shit, let me try this. And then from then on, like, I've just been a whiskey fanatic, like, uh, you know, Irish, you know, American, bourbon, uh, Canadian, uh, you know, Scottish. Oh, I'm a big rye fan. Ryes yeah. are, are my go-to. Um, Dude, that hopped whiskey I drank last last week, I just finished it off last night. Uh, that was a really good sipping whiskey. I mean, honestly, it was almost like an IPA whiskey. It was interesting. I I want to give that a try, man. I want to give that a try. I was a very cool, very cool kind of mixture for me. Like, cause I like sipping an IPA, but the whiskey itself, I put two or three ice cubes in there and I'd pour, you know, I love the bourbon or the bullet bourbon glasses I got. I got one of those gift sets and it actually has a pour line on there and I'll do two or three ice cubes and then pour it up and then just kind of sip on that. And it was, it was awesome. Cause I could taste the hoppiness of almost like an IPA. But I was really sipping this smooth whiskey. It was awesome. Oh, I'm jealous, man. I'm jealous. I'll have to look for a bottle of that and get to it. I'll send I, you a bottle. How about I that? I'll send you I a bottle. It, yeah. Man. Appreciate it. Well, um, you and I, we've we've ironed out our deals with our sponsors now, and uh, so guys, look look forward to some uh, sponsored episodes in the future. Um, but that said, I, I think uh, I think I hit everything that I wanted to hit. I don't know. Did you hit everything you wanted to hit? I did, Good. yes, sir. All right, guys. So uh, this whole this whole better you, better Bim was today was mostly just a recap. It was mostly about the better you part. You know, uh, find a hobby, figure out something to just steer your mind away. Yeah, we're all at home. We're all you know in the suck together, right? Embrace the suck. Embrace it. it. Embrace um, it. Figure out something you know you do with uh, you can do with it. Like uh, in the earlier days, I uh, I was you know focused on smoking meats and stuff. I you know, set up my smoker over lunchtime so that way by dinner time I had you know a bunch of smoked meats. It was awesome. Like trying to time out my day a little bit more, trying to time out stuff where I'm taking walks with my kids or I'm taking time to read or I'm you know spending 10 minutes on Duolingo or or whatever you know language learning app. Yeah. Just something to figure something out. Um, now I find myself you know jumping on these old AU sessions, looking for something, yep. just that little nugget essentially to to get me through. But um, uh and, oh and and i don't get to do this as much but i know probably you do but playing with new apps new app new uh softwares that are out there um figure out something that's going to make you more efficient experiment uh if you can figure out how you can save you know x amount of hours in the day is this you know worth it do the whole roi figure it out make yourself better and uh not just you know hump down and get through the the same old same old like figure it out and uh, make yourself better to the AARs or the ARPs or the AARP or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, you know, figure it out and get through it. But, uh, you know, that's the gist of this episode. Um, you know, uh, dive more into podcasts, especially our podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, stay tuned. We look forward to um, showing you guys some more cool stuff. Yeah, we look forward to having uh, any a bunch of people on here. We, we've got a, a kind of list of people that we want to have on here for different interviews, and and we're excited to be able to share a lot of different information with you guys, um, whether it's BIM workflows or it's it's people with with uh, certain experience like Johan. We want to have him back on again, of course. 
um, to, to different companies like Victolic or a- any of those other companies that we can have on to share information with you guys. Or again, if you guys want to come on, we are always looking for people to kind of host and uh, continue to share as much information as we can. Yeah, yeah. You know what might be interesting, and sorry, I know we're wrapping this up, but real quick, what might be interesting is having an episode with the people that um, are are still out there looking for jobs, having them on for like a 10-minute segment or something like that. I do like little short segments where we're kind of uh, giving them a shout out and oh, looking yeah, credentials dude. and kind of like awesome. a, a video resume or something for them, but an interview style. I think yeah. Something like that might be fun too. I agree. I agree. That would be very cool. Cool, cool. Well, hey, brother. Uh, as always, it's been a good, another good episode. Uh, I need, need to get some more beer because my growler is empty. Uh, so is my <laughs> red solo or red off-brand solo cup. I'm gonna call it a Folo cup. Uh, so uh, I need to get to it, man. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us for another episode of Brewing with Bim, and we'll see you next time. Yep. Thank you, sir.